0: Chapter 11 of Among the Great Masters of the Drama. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. Among the Great Masters of the Drama by Walter Rowlands. Talma. The genius of Talma rose above all the conventionality of schools. To my judgment, he was the most finished artist of his time. Macready. Incomparably the best actor I ever saw. Carlyle. Talma, who had lived much in England in his youth, and at a later time acted there with success, was a friend of Campbell's, and was present at the farewell banquet to the tragedian, when Talma's health being drank, he returned thanks in very good English. A few weeks before this occasion, a noted Bostonian, George Tickner, had seen Talma on the Paris stage and had set down his impressions of the performance in his diary, from which we draw the following account. April 11th, 1817 This evening I have been for the first time to the French theatre, and I hasten to note my feelings and impressions that I may have them in their freshness. It was rather an uncommon occasion, the benefit of Mademoiselle Saint-Val, now 65 years old, who has not played before, for 30 years. Talma and Mademoiselle Mars both played, The piece was Iphigénie en Tauride, by Guimond de La Touche, which has been on the stage 60 years, but I cannot find its merits above mediocrity. Iphigénie was performed by Mademoiselle Saint-Val, who is old and ugly. She was applauded through the first act with decisive good nature, and in many parts deserved it. But in the second act, when Talma came out as Orestes, she was at once forgotten, and he well deserved that in his presence no other should be remembered. The piece and his part, like almost everything of the kind in the French drama, was conceived in the style of the court of Louis XIV, but Talma in his dress, in every movement, every look, was a Greek. To have arrived at such perfection, he must have studied antiquity as no modern actor has done, and the proofs of this were very obvious. His dress was perfect, his gestures and attitudes reminded one of ancient statues, and when, in imagination, pursued by the Furies, he becomes frenzied, changes colour, trembles and falls, pale and powerless before the implacable Avengers, it is impossible to doubt that he has studied and felt the scene in Euripides and the praises of Longinus. His study of the ancient statues struck me in the passage, when in his second insanity he cries out in agony. vois tu d'affreux serpent, de son front et de leur long repli te cendre et te presser he started back into the posture of laocoön with great effect like demosthenes he has had difficulties to overcome and even now at times he cannot conceal an unpleasant lisp but i have never seen acting in many respects like his cook had a more vehement and lofty genius and Keene has sometimes perhaps flashes of eccentric talent but in an equal elevation of mind and in dignity and force talma i think left them all far behind. As at an earlier date Garrick played Hamlet and Macbeth in the long waistcoat, knee breeches, and shoe-buckles of his own time, so the heroes of Greece and Rome were to be seen on the French stage of Talma's day, attired like the courtiers of Louis xiv The study of the antique, which his friendship with the artist David has led Talma to make, convinced him of the absurdity of this custom, and in 1789... When he was elected a Sociétaire in the Comédie Française, he attempted a reform. Brutus was to be given, and Talma, then the youngest member of the company, had been cast for the part of a tribune. So David and Talma conspired together, and the little plot succeeded well enough. With the public at least, to whom a Roman tribune in a real toga and with bare arms and legs was a delightful novelty. With the other members of the company, however, it was quite a different thing. Jealous of new ideas, imbued with the traditions of their theatre, they were indignant at this innovation. The actresses, in particular, were shocked at the unseemly display of arms and legs. "'Gracious heavens!' exclaimed Mademoiselle Contat, with a little scream, as Talma emerged from his dressing-room, ready to go. "'How hideous he is! For all the world like one of those old statues!' And a few minutes afterward, Madame Vestris, who happened to be on the stage in the same scene... Took an opportunity of saying to him in an undertone, Why, Talma, your arms are bare. Yes, he replied, like the Romans. Why, Talma, you have no trousers on. No, the Romans did not wear them. Cochon! ejaculated poor Madame Vestris, and her feelings overpowering her, she had to go off the stage. Even the revolution in the air, as it was in 1789. It took some little time to habituate Parisian players and playgoers to so radical a change. The next actor, one of the old school, who filled a similar part, made great difficulties about donning the toga. He was induced to do so eventually, but only on the condition that two pockets should be led into the back of the garment, one of these being for his handkerchief, the other for his snuff box. No actor ever studied character with more care than the who lived but for his profession and was his own most severe critic. Alexandre Dumas, who always mourned the fact that his acquaintance with Talma began only in the last year of the great actor's life, bears testimony to his absorption in his art while suffering from the malady which finally killed him. He said, a fortnight before his death, as he seemed to have improved, and as this improvement gave rise to hopes that he might soon appear again at the Théâtre Français, Adolphe and I paid him a visit. Talma was in his bath, studying the tiberius of lucien arnaud in which he expected to make his re-entry condemned by an inward complaint literally to die of hunger he had become very meager but in this very meagerness he felt a satisfaction and an omen of success eh my sons said he cheerfully drawing down his flabby cheeks with his hands what a truthful air this will give to the role of the aged tiberius talma met bonaparte in 1792 when the young officer of artillery was out of favour, employment and money, and did him some service, which was not forgotten, in after years. Napoleon's well-known message to the actor in 1808, come and act at Erfurt, you shall play before a pit full of kings, indicates the favour with which the emperor regarded him. It was said that Talma taught Napoleon to dress and walk and play the emperor, but he always denied this, asserting that Napoleon was by nature and training the greater actor of the two the emperor's criticism of the actor's representation of caesar in l'amour de pompey is suggestive he said to talma you use your arms too much rulers of empires are not so lavish of movement they know that a gesture from them is an order and that a glance means death and again of nero in britannicus you should gesticulate less and remember that when persons of high position are agitated by passion or preoccupied by weighty thoughts Their tone, no doubt, is slightly raised, but their speech no less remains natural. You and I, for example, are at this moment making history, and yet we are conversing in quite an ordinary way. End of chapter 11